Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, podcasting from the sun-scorched desert southwest. Weighing in at a combined total of 340 pounds. Brad Winchester. Tyler McDowell Blanken, our gimmick infringement. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, shout out to Alf Ferguson, the voice of gimmick infringement. Your guys are here though, Brad. Uh, it's so great to see you, man. Uh, we have some news. This is going to be a very news-based, newsworthy episode of Gimmick Infringement. I think we're on number sixteen, if I'm counting correctly. Uh, but Brad, before we go into wrestling news, <laughs> you're alive. I yes, and 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 and, and you're getting better yes. each day. G- give us the give us the health update, man. So this is how I sound right now. This is this is a hundred and fifty percent better than I sounded two days ago. Uh, a couple of days ago, I know I sent you a voice memo that I, I'm pretty sure popped you because it was so horrific sounding. Can't can confirm. I just. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the coughing has backed off. I think it was actually coughing more the last time we recorded uh, a week ago than I am today. So that's good. Uh, I did, in fact, test positive for COVID on Monday. Um, I, I was thinking, like, how did I, I felt like I was keeping my distance from Freya, but this thing is so contagious. And then I'm like, well, wait a second. The reason that we knew she was sick is because after she gave me 15 DDTs on the bed and, uh, I taught her how to give a code breaker, and now she won't stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, this this is news to me. Yes, yes. first time I'm hearing yes. it. Okay, um, she does it really well. Wow. She's a stiff son of a bitch, though. She um, does she ever give the combo? I wonder what would go first. The, the DDT would probably go first, and then the code breaker. Right? She gives me the code breaker, and then lines me up and says, "I want to do it again." Fakes me out and gives me a DDT <laughs> every single time. Um, Every wow. single time, yeah. D- DDT Symphony. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's been watching Wardlow. Yes. Um, well, while she while we were playing, like I was like, she had me in a headlock, and she does this thing where I'll give her a power bomb, and um, she just wants to give it to herself. So she grab her hands around my neck, put her uh, legs up on my shoulders, and I'll sit up, and then she'll let go. Uh, and while oh. she was up there, she was just I'm hacking asking. in my face, and um, I realize now that I'm that's a hundred percent. With 100% certainty, that's how I caught this. But, um, mm. yeah, everybody in the house has COVID, but we're all on the mend. I think I took the brunt of it. Uh, no fevers, a little bit of cough, lots and lots of snot. That's a thing that I didn't think was coming with this. Um, but, yeah, yeah, doing much better. I can actually have a conversation now, and that's good, even though I know this won't be our typical episode, uh, mercifully for everybody listening right now. Yeah, I think this is still going to be a great one, Brad. I'm glad you're feeling better. Please send our best to to Freya, to Jess, and and the whole Winchester crew. So listeners, we have some news to discuss. Uh, Before we get into it, as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. uh, Get at Brad, at WinDuster. You can also follow me at Tyler J. McDowell. You can follow Gimmick Infringement at GIPod19. And please follow the talented crew of 19 Media Group at 19M Group. Brad, I think we need to start with Mustafa Ali's tweet. As we record this, on Sunday, January 16th, Mustafa Ali has officially requested his release from the WWE. Uh, 
Now, Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp, or say Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, reported that um, Mustafa may have gotten into an argument with Vince McMahon, which may have led to his uh, recent absence from television. I'm going to read part of the report from Fightful. It says, Mustafa Ali wasn't on SmackDown this past week, which prompted Fightful to dig about the wrestler's status. Since then, he's announced he requested his release from WWE. Again, he, he posted that on his Twitter account. Uh, the message, the news goes on to say that Fightful learned uh, Ali asked for only one show off for paternity leave, even though he hasn't appeared on WWE programming since back in November. We're told, Fightful that is, that even before that, he wasn't at Survivor Series or the SmackDown prior, which initially just looked like the company was extending his paternity leave. This goes on to say, as Ali revealed weeks ago, there was a vignette filmed for his new America gimmick. Brad, I think you and I were big fans Huge of that. Fans. And it looked it looked really promising. According to those in the know, initially the character was accepted before those in power in WWE changed their mind. We're told that in its place, there was a pitch from Vince McMahon for, quote, something Mustafa Ali would never have done, end quote. And it led to a heated argument between the two. Ali hasn't been around since. Last part of the report, Ali said last fall in an interview that McMahon told him, quote, too polished, too clean, too nice. I don't know if you have it in you, pal. I added the pal at the end. That was a <laughs> terrible McMahon impression, by the way. That was, I give him my best listeners, end quote, uh, before Ali would eventually be brought back to lead retribution. So the report goes on, Brad, but we'll, we'll pause there for listeners. Again, shout out to Fightful and, and SRS for their awesome reporting as always. Brad, I want to kick it to you first. As our listeners uh, may know, Mustafa is is definitely a favorite of you and I. We love all of these wrestlers because they're so talented. Let, let's be honest. But Mustafa, I think, really speaks to you and I, not just for his in-ring work, but the type of uh, dude and, and man and father that he seems to be. He just seems like an, an A-class person. I want to kick it to you, man. What, what are your thoughts after hearing this news? So, uh, as you know, I wasn't super familiar with with his work because well, I didn't watch the business for 20 years and during the pandemic um, suddenly there's this really stupid thing happening with with retribution we didn't really know what was going on there's these people in hoodies and suddenly a couple of months later they're not in hoodies anymore they're in really terrible masks and they have like pervy names and every, everything about it is just terrible um in the meantime, we finally had the return of Mustafa Ali. He had that righteous mask that lit up and he was the hacker, but they never brought it up again. And none of it made any sense. And you have this guy who's just an inherent baby face. If you pay attention to anything the man does, the message he sends of, of peace and acceptance and, and love and um, getting shine for his people uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, as you can probably imagine, is openly Muslim character on TV. Uh, it is not his real name, but it's it's what he has portrayed. Historically speaking, the WWE does not have a good track record with anybody that we know there are really any religions. Suddenly they're a priest. <coughs> Suddenly yeah, they're... Right. My, mind, my mind goes to Muhammad Hassan. Exactly what I was thinking 9 11 yeah. and, and the, the... I... Yes... They, they really um, had to tiptoe around some of that. It was it was not not a great time. And he was told that they would not be doing terrorist stuff. And mm -hmm. then they did terrorist stuff. And they didn't even take him off TV because he was bad at his gimmick. His gimmick was great. He was killing it. He had huge heat, but he had the wrong kind of heat. People wanted to hurt him because he was portraying a terrorist after 9-11. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Vince? And, and by the way, pr pr pretty sure uh, <clears throat> Muhammad Hassan, the, the guy behind the character, is Italian. Yes, <laughs> another um another uh really bad look for for WWE but historically Yokozuna isn't Mr. Fuji not Japanese I I can't remember but I know I know Yokozuna is Samoan not Japanese mm -hmm. yeah I know that for sure <clears throat> uh Razor Ramon no accent <laughs> like um the bad guy the bad guy yeah it's just they just sort of go like yeah whatever be a be a whatever Here's some brown paint, pal. Go be, uh, go be Mark Henry. Um, like it's just baffling to me. But 
the WWE has not booked Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. I just called him Mustafa Ali. You got me. <laughs> Muhammad Hassan. You got me all mixed up. We we we, we love Muhammad Ali as well. Yes. Uh, yes. Not maybe the best worker. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Which. Okay. Uh, I think we need to bring this back. Nobody called him the right name for years. Right. <laughs> Everyone was calling him Mustafa. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> like he's a lion. Uh, like. But nobody corrected it. He never corrected yeah. it. Finally, it was like, no, it's it's Mustafa. You're saying this shit wrong. You've been saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just didn't want to tell you. <clears throat> Absolutely wild. So um, we have been off air, obviously, talking about how this guy's been underserved, underutilized. We want to see more of him. And hopefully he goes somewhere else so we can see him work. Sounds like now that we're, we might be getting that. But knowing WWE, it's probably not going to be the easiest path. I would be shocked if they don't grant his release request. They've been granting everybody's and with all the budget cut layoffs, it's it'd be a really bad look for them not to considering they're saying we're letting these wrestlers go because of budget cuts. What now you have too much budget. You got to keep them. doesn't make sense. So I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on this tower? Very savvy on Ali's part. Like you said, regarding budget cuts. Um, it's it just, it's, it's easy. Uh, if, if you're so, uh, conscious of your your money and your finances and this person is asking to be released you would expect that they're going to do it man brad hearing you uh <laughs> recount the uh brief brief career i guess of retribution it's i think that is so indicative of how they have misused t-bar uh, mustafa yeah i mean really misused all of the talents in there. slapjack Yes, Mace. Uh, Mace. Was it Reckoning? Reckoning. Yeah. Reckoning. And then, and then I think we spoke in a previous episode about Mercedes Martinez being thrown in there for about a week or two. She was in there for one week and was like, send me back to NXT. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's it's really... I, I don't even think that gimmick lasted all that long. Like you said, it felt like it was a summer and then maybe into the winter. I don't and even know that if it was that was, long. Yeah, just to try to pop a rating, yeah. uh, Antifa pal. Yeah, I, I am really, I, I think I'm really happy to see this news. I, I really envision that this was going to happen at some point, right? We we yeah. we've, we figured, okay, this can't be a uh, total work. Mustafa <clears throat> definitely seems unhappy. He's posting videos all the time on Twitter of him putting in work. Um, not only in the gym, but in the wrestling ring, just training yeah. and just having the best 30 second clips online every week. I think no look uh, sharpshooter was one of the most, I was just about things. to say that you and I saw the no look through sharp the rope schoolboy. Like, Oh my gosh. Un- unbelievable. How, yeah. How do you own a wrestling company and not, not find a spot for this guy? It's, it's really disappointing because WWE seems to be in constant need these days of baby faces on the men's and I would argue on the women's side as well. This seems like a layup that Mustafa would be that guy. I I had hope. I believe when he was in retribution, Drew McIntyre was heavyweight champion. I had some hope, maybe even unfounded, but hope nonetheless that perhaps this would kind of pole vault Mustafa into a brief feud with McIntyre, even if it's just a TV match, maybe not a pay-per-view headliner, but even just on Monday Night Raw, they could they could propel him to that level, and he just never got the consistent opportunity. Right. He put on some bangers with Ricochet. I believe uh, those matches were relegated to main event on Hulu. And they gave them vignettes at least? But they were they were incredible. I don't know if you've gotten to see them. Yes, so, some of the best work from Ricochet. And Ricochet actually responded to the tweet today. I don't know you sent it to me, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "I love you, man." And then hashtag Run It Back Forever. Uh, Cedric Alexander also showed love. I before we just recorded, I, I saw that Swerve Scott. Yes. Or now Swerve Strickland also tweeted. So. It goes back to what you said, Brad, about not only you and I being quote-unquote marks for Mustafa Ali, but he just seems really beloved and, and respected right. uh, across across the locker room. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, where... So Mustafa's tweet alluded to he has a bigger message than wrestling that he wasn't able to showcase in WWE. 
I believe you and I are of the, of the mindset that he's going to stay in wrestling. This isn't necessarily a Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda where he no. goes directly to Hollywood no or has some other artistic ventures. At least not that we know of currently. My question for you, Brad, because I'm as heartbroken but slash hopeful as, as you are now. Where do you want to see Mustafa? Is AEW the automatic answer? Yes. Or or you think it's somewhere else? AEW is the automatic answer, and there's a bunch of reasons why. Number one. Talk to us. um, He has roots. I don't think he's leaving. I don't think Japan is an option for him. Um, That's the only other place I can see it happening. The other thing is that it's awfully close to the the Chinese coast, where there's obviously a problem with um, Islamic treatment. So I, I can see his message wanting to get out, but I think his message is more local um, given, given all the America stuff that he's been putting out there. Cause he is an American, um, but does it feel like he's viewed as one? I can absolutely see AEW doing something with that. I think impact would probably be the place to do that um, as well, but they don't have the same platform. They don't have the same place where a voice could be heard. You know AEW will vignette their asses off for him. Um, we know that he's an incredible worker. Everything screams AEW for him. He's younger. He has roots. There's a thing there with Punk I can see happening because of Chicago. Um, oh, I I hadn't considered that. Yes, okay. I, I absolutely. You're selling me. You're selling me a few tickets. Yeah, I absolutely. I've been thinking about this a lot. It's weird how my brain works, Tyler. If you could crawl inside my head. I have so much shit in here that doesn't matter. And all of it runs at a million miles a minute. So I see Mustafa <laughs> Ali, Chicago, CM Punk, Chicago, ooh, Chicago, AW. Like that's just, and it's all like that. It's just the way it works. I, I want to see something happen there. I want to see him. I want to see him get his flowers for, for all of it. He is a, a good talker. I'm not as big of a fan of him doing polished scripted things. Because he's not as good, but when he's just kind of shooting, that dude's on fire. He, he's great. So I, I want to see him. I want to see him have the freedom to be himself, in whatever capacity that looks like. And I think AEW is the place to do it. That the boss's name is Khan. If you can't feel like you can fit in there, uh, with with people of at least the same persuasion as he is. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that he can anywhere else, um, because they're just going to make them face each other over and over and over again for infinity. Mm-hmm. Which, which is what are some of? I was go ahead. Oh no, no, sorry to cut you off. You, you got me excited now. You got my brain going a, a, a million miles per hour now too. What are some of the other dream feuds you have beyond Punk? Um, I want to see. Okay, we need to see him, Danielson, right? Danielson, Danielson and Garcia, Dante. Garcia. Garcia. Okay. Garcia. Um, Dante Darby, of course. Darby. Yeah. I okay. actually think Mustafa Ali against Miro would be an incredible match. I don't know that they've ever locked up. I think that would be a wow. lot of fun because they're such different styles. Um, yeah. Danielson, though, for sure, as a technical worker, I know CM Punk isn't the same as he was 10 years ago, whatever. That dude can still go as F. So, and he's great. Technically, I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for how good of a technical wrestler he is. Um, because he's CM Punk, I don't think of him as a technical wrestler. What do you think of CM Punk as? Uh, small package roll up, uh, guy. That, that's that, that's what I think. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's <laughs> go to sleep, roll yes. up. There's yeah, maybe that that cool uh, high knee in the corner, the high knee in the high corner, knee, then, yep. then into the into the Freya running bulldog, into the running bulldog, right? But he's got his he's got his four or five things in his move set, but he always busts out something we've never seen him do before: different submission holds, different holds, different moves, just all these different combinations that he tries, and he does it all the time. They could make magic, uh, Danielson, for that very same reason. I don't know how stiff Mustafa works. But uh, if I mean, get ready if you're going in there with him. Um, imagine Mustafa Ali against Eddie Kingston. How fun would that be? Um, mm-hmm. Mustafa against Mox. I just there's there's right. so much. Uh, I actually think, go, go down the roster. It's check. Yes, Mustafa check. Ali yes, against Jay Lethal would hump. That match would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I 
against anybody. I think that's the place. Th- that being that being said, I don't know what happens with whatever ROH is going to be. I don't know how long he wants to wait. I don't know what happens with Impact because they're doing stuff with ROH guys now. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody talks about AEW's roster getting too bloated, but Impact, if they take on all that ROH stuff, they're going to be way too bloated for, I mean, I don't know what their deal looks like with, with WWE. I imagine that somebody in some direction is getting paid or nobody's getting paid at all. They get women's talent and TNA slash impact gets advertisement on the Royal rumble. I imagine impact is paying WWE for this. Uh, probably not the other way around, but um, I don't know that for sure. That access television agreement cannot be pumping in a ton of money. So if they're going to a- offer all of these contracts and they're doing 500 people in a, in a room for attendance, there's just no way they're going to be able to afford all this other talent. And somebody with the experience of Mustafa de- deserves to get paid. So uh, AEW. <coughs> Love that. What are your thoughts? For Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go AEW as well. Impact, I could see him thriving in Impact. Yes. And like you said, Brad, whatever becomes of ROH, because it does seem like something is going to become of them in 2022. X-Division champion. Yes, amen. I was thinking even for ROH when they sort of, I guess, relaunch, if you will, if that's the proper term. I mean, tell me Mustafa isn't an automatic world champion contender. Gresham, Mustafa? Yes. I want to see that dude get his flowers and... Even though the concerns of AEW's roster becoming too bloated, uh, I, I believe there is some legitimacy in that. I think there are certain talents, in this case, certain dudes, who you must make room for. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that as, you know, not having, I am not Tony Khan or anyone in charge of AEW, so I can just say what I want to say. But they're just dudes where you make room for them. Wyndham Rotunda, Keith Lee, Shane Strickland, uh, and Mustafa Ali, I, I don't you you find a you find a spot for this guy. It like you said, Brad. It really translates the in ring work. The in ring work is is excellent, but this guy is an is an artist. We want to see right. him create art now. I can't wait. I think this is like sort of the opposite of what happened with Thunder Rosa, where Thunder Rosa was already doing incredible things, but not really getting paid for it. Nobody knew who she was. Then she had the NWA Women's Championship and then did a match for AEW during the pandemic. And everybody was like, holy shit, we we got to get this woman on our show all the time. And then she got a contract. And hearing her on uh, oral sessions with Renee po- Poquette, um, breaking down, crying, while talking about herself, breaking down and crying when she got her contract. Because she was like, I finally... I finally made it in after all these years, after all this grind. Mustafa Ali did make it in. He is currently in. He is in WWE. He is in the Fed. He is in with the big paycheck. That dude has everything that people fight for. And he's like, get me out of here. I'm miserable. I'm not happy. I have more to offer to the world. And I've been probably good with my money and I I probably don't need it. Former cop, current wrestler, Mustafa Ali, um, what's his real name? It's it's. I'm gonna go I can't on. remember if it's uh it's well it's in his it's oh, in his header. A, is it Adil? I think that's what Adil Alam. Adil Alam. Hopefully, I'm yes. pronouncing that correctly. Adil yeah. Alam, 35 yep. years old. 35, bro. He's just he's just hitting his stride. I can't Amen. I can't wait to see what he does. I cannot wait. I'm stoked. The, the last thing I'll mention here, Brad, is kind of a. Rewinding, if you will, uh, the work that Mustafa did on 205 Live was so so good. Yeah. I, I admittedly have someone. I admittedly am a fan of 205 Live who has fallen off over the years. I can't tell you the last 205 Live episode I watched, Brad. But in its in its infancy, that first year or two, I was such a fan, man. Yeah. I was such a fan that uh, at Target they were selling the cruiserweight belts, and I bought one. Wow. Still got it. Still got the purple belt. Yes. Listen, the, the cruiserweight that. belt needs to come back. I I'm sorry. I, I if we're going to if we're going to have those belts, those are the best matches in WCW. Honor it. Yeah. Or or get rid of it and let somebody else have it. I just, you yeah. know, it incredible stuff. I uh I'll tell you the last time I watched 2.0 wasn't the show, it was Clips. 
And do you know who was on it? 2.0. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee... Says says all it needs to be said. I guarantee that's why they call themselves that, because they were stuck there for the whole time. It's it's a shame, (coughs) man. It's Mustafa asking for his release, to me, in my mind, coincides with the Cruiserweight division now effectively being done once right. uh, Roderick Strong and, and Carmelo Hayes had that banger at New Year's Evil, that, that was the end. The the belts merged, North American and Cruiserweight are now just the North American title. So for me, it's it's weird because I think he really contributed so much to the Cruiserweight division. The match he mm-hmm. had with Cedric Alexander, the heart yes. versus the soul so good. of 205. Yes, talk about a great program. He put on some, again, some bangers with Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. Talk about yeah. an underutilized talent who... who Left WWE. I forget if he was released or he asked for for his papers. Uh, I think he was released. I think he was one of the releases that were surprising. He may have asked, though, and just got lumped in with everybody. I don't know. Exactly. You talk about someone else who's just phenomenal at their job. So I'm I'm eager to see what what Mustafa does from here. But, man, the tweet just really hit me. I was... Maybe I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was really taken aback. It It just came out of nowhere. And I think the wrestling world is going to be Mustafa's in this new year. I couldn't agree more. I texted you that, and when you when you, you, you sent back, uh, wow, Jesus, really, I'm really struggling here. When you sent back a, a text uh, showing your surprise, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this one's going to hit you a little bit harder than it's going to hit me, even though I you, was you like, broke oh, the, man. You, you broke the news to me. Yeah, what, well, shout, shout out to you, my tag partner. You weren't, you weren't, you there. always break the news. You weren't there. Well, it's because I'm just always on my phone. Let's be real. <laughs> like if, if I'm out there, uh, I'm, I'm, what am I going to do? Like it's, yeah, I can barely move right now. I get winded yeah. chasing the dog. Um, we're watching uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion out there uh, while, Ooh. while Small Town USA gets recorded in here. So, um, yeah. Uh, Shout, shouts to Jesse Carmen. Yes. Small town. Follow them at 19M Group. Um, yeah. It, it, it's it, it's uh, just sort of always in front of me, and then I get notifications from things. So uh, it was probably fightful, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you were on your A game. I appreciate you. Speaking of being on your A game, so Brad, uh, the rest of our episode here, again, very organic. We... Just want to talk about the week that was in wrestling. I think you and I just have some main points we want to cover, and we'll see where this leads to. I need to hear your thoughts on two uh, moments from this week in AEW. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. So first, uh, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Mm. I, I don't recall what you and I were expecting. I know we mentioned it on the last episode of Gimmick Infringement, but I don't know that we sort of laid out our fantasy booking for for their match this past week. But first, I want to know, what did you think of the approach they took now that we have confirmed super heel Professor Serena Deeb? Uh, what did you think of that? And where, where do we go from here, ideally, for both women? What do you want to see if you had your druthers? I... Oh, I didn't like it. First of all, I, I loved it for for what we get from Serena. I don't know that it needed to be Sheeta in in a program. All that being said, pretty sure this is a way for Sheeta to either recover from an injury or leave. She posted something to her Twitter. It was her. She had an e brace on, but it said going home. I don't know where home is for her. I don't know if she's going home locally from the Carolinas or if she's going home home. I don't know if she's going back to Japan. I don't know if they're allowing that right now, um, given that the world has COVID. Uh, Worse than it's ever been. Please stay safe. Trust me. You don't want this. You do not want any part of this. Some of you are probably going, oh, yeah, I think I'd be fine. It's just a cold. Bleep you. You don't know. You don't know. It might be just a cold. You might not feel anything. Or you could end up on the couch Wondering if you're going to drown in your own fluids like I did four nights ago. So don't take the risk. Just get vaccinated so it's not as bad. uh, And don't be stupid. What did your father-in-law call it? A mucus? A mucus. (laughs) Patty. Yes. A mucus mucus patty. You want to horf up mucus patties? Double cheeseburger with fries coming out of your throat? You don't want any of this. Stay home, assholes. 
I'm not. I'm not going to be able to go to Five Guys for uh, <laughs> at least the rest of January, Brad. Thank you. Thank you to Brad's father-in-law. Yeah. If he's listening. in and out, little extra sauce. <laughs> five Guys is so good. Man. Yeah, Five Guys rules. I, I, I am a fan. So you didn't. You didn't like the approach. I didn't like the approach, but I. I... Okay. Referee stoppage. <clears throat> Sheeta wins. Only because it's like, all right, we've had this epic feud. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, I don't really need to see another one this soon. Um, so I'm kind of glad we didn't really get it. So I don't really know how to feel. I was, I, it started, I was in the bathroom and I came out and it was already over. She was already getting whacked with a kendo stick. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'll, I'll just rewind it or watch it after I record it. And I was like, oh, I guess there's nothing to watch or record. It's just, just getting her ass beat. Um, so for Serena, I hope this puts her in, I want to say in the title picture, I don't know who with, I would love to see it with Jade. I think, I think, um, I'm not sure where Jade is. She's that shades of gray champion. So I would love to see Serena go in there and be a monster heel for Jade to just sort of destroy. Um, wow. But maybe get pushed to the limit. Cause you know, the professor would know how to do that. Um, I think that could be really fun. And I think it would make Jade look really good. And I think it would legit legitimize her, her title, even though I don't know that it needs to be after the tournament. Um, I I think it would just make her look a lot stronger if she could take out heel, just devious Serena Deeb. What do you think? Wow, I hadn't. And she, I don't know. I hadn't. Two months, we'll see her then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't fantasy booked that. And, and there's, you know, like you said, there's two, there's two women to book at here. So for Deeb, I hadn't considered the match with Jade. I, I really want to give that Owen Cup to Serena. Yeah. But I know yeah. that's not until May. Right. And we're not just going to have uh no matches for Serena. Dean no, Athena's going to win that you know, anyway. 5 months. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you give me that as a finals, I I will take it. Britt Baker, I will have my popcorn Britt ready. Baker, Athena, Taya Valkyrie, and Ruby Soho all in the ring uh with and Thunder Rosa. Put put them all in there together. What a division. Jamie Hader, Chris Statlander. Back to Jamie Hader <laughs> again. More? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have, uh, I think they will have, I mean, they already have such a wealth of talent, but. Um, no, they're really man, building that they, roster, man. Yeah. If they end up adding some of the names you said yeah. with, with Taya, with Athena. Whew, oh boy. Yeah. Sign, sign me up. Yeah. Stars everywhere. So for Serena, I, I just want the Owen Cup. I, I think a match with Jade would be interesting, but I wouldn't have that until after Owen. I don't want Serena Deep to lose until until after double or nothing, if if she must. And I think you and I would both have her lose to to Jade. So um yeah, just give give me Serena, give me the professor undefeated until double or nothing. She wins the Owen Cup and, and we'll see what happens after that. In terms of Sheeta Brad, she's in a really interesting spot right now because if she does take some time off, I think when she comes back, to your point, she's going to have a lot of competition. Where does she fit into this picture of an increasingly stacked women's roster? I I predict that Thunder Rosa is going to be our next AEW Women's World Champion. I'm with you. I, I want that main event of a pay-per-view. I'm with you. I think she's going to take it. Jade... I don't know, Brad. What do you think? Is Jade a, a long? Do we see a long reign for her as TBS champ, or does she lose that by, you know, say April? I don't know. Where does she to fit? I don't want a potential matchup for Jade. I don't want to see her lose for a while. But we'll think about what they've done with Rio. She was she was a world champ. True. Disappeared. Granted, I think she was stuck, and couldn't couldn't be here. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of travel restrictions at the beginning of the COVID era. You could speak to pre that AEW because I can't. I w- I didn't watch the product. Um, it was Sheeta versus everybody every week, with mm-hmm. Britt Baker rolling out in a wheelchair and Big Swole <laughs> dumping her over with model. pizzas or something. Yeah, and then they're having their their fight in the dentist office. Um, Sheeta, Sheeta, I think will fit right in with with the mix. Does she need a belt? Uh, no, she's already had one. She had it for like a year, and she was great. And um, I think this D program really helped elevate her because she didn't have as many people to challenge her. Um, 
during her reign. What would you say was her Sheeta's best match during her title reign? Hmm. My initial answer is going to be <laughs> this is this is too much of a cop out because I was gonna say it was the match versus Britt Baker at uh was that double or nothing when Britt Baker won? Yeah. Yeah, my my show of the year for twenty one when Britt Baker won. I really I really enjoyed the Sheeta again, this is Sheeta versus Britt. I think this was the match where Britt uh got hurt though. That's right. Didn't they square did they square off well before the title match? Yeah, but I don't know if she it was got, a banger on Dynamite. Yeah, broke her nose, right? No, that was yes. or was that Riho? I can't remember. Oh man, I'm pretty sure it was Sheeta, but um Yeah, during the title reign, <clears throat> Brad, I'm gonna have to defer to you because I remember that reign being awesome and pretty historic in the early you know, this early um history of the women's division, but I I'm just thinking of the Brit one. What am I missing though? There had to be more. No, that really no? There, there really wasn't a lot, and that's the point. They like, had Emmy, Emmy Sakura, I think, at full gear, which, look, uh, I mean, that was just, Shida that did nothing for me. Title defenses. I, I really don't know because... Um, Nyla Rose, maybe? Nyla, she won it from Nyla, correct? So Yeah, I remember them having a pay-per-view match where a table was involved. <laughs> I, f- I forget who went through the table. I don't know if it was a Beast Bomb or Sheeta drove her, but I remember them putting on a, a really solid match or two. Oh, sweet Jesus. It has ended up on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brit one has to be the highlight, though, no? I, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was okay. a, in a loss, you know? Um, yeah, double, or, right. double or nothing the year before was Nyla Sheeta for the title. That's where Sheeta right. won. I would right. say that was probably the best one. Um, I know which one it was. It was that all out. Title versus title. Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. Oh my god! That match was a banger. <laughs> I had no recollection of that. Totally forgot about it. Oh, that match, good call, was awesome. That was such a good match. They beat the shit out of each other. That was the first time I went, "Whoa these these ladies are not pulling punches." It's like been watching WWE stuff and. Every once in a while, you're like, ooh, wow, ouch. But not like this. This was when Thunder Rosa gives somebody a drop kick, she just gives them a drop kick. <laughs> just just to shoot. Just, I'm going to run at you and kick you. Yep. Just, just nuts. Uh, that was a great match. Yeah, I'm going to say that. So I forgot about that. But that was pre-we knew who Thunder Rosa was. She was still NWA champion at the time. So we didn't really know who she was. She just came in to do a program. She was there. She was awesome. But we we didn't know. So looking back at it now, you can be like, wow, she legitimately fought really tough opponents. But uh, Rio at Revolution. Um, and yeah, and then Britt at the next pape at double or nothing uh, all out. She to Thunder Rosa double or nothing for Nyla. Um, that was the year that we had kind of no, it was supposed to be blood and guts. Right. And then it got canceled and then something else that got canceled. Yeah. Well, and, and even back then, Brad, I think the criticism of the women not having a lot of time was so on TV was so valid that that rain you were speaking of, Washita, we know she worked her ass right. off and and really developed as a performer in front of our eyes. I think there was a lack of of build and just feuds you can see you could sink your teeth into for her, unfortunately. Uh, and if we think even since she lost to Brit at Double or Nothing a year ago, look at how that roster has changed or shifted or been added to Ruby Soho has been added. Uh, Jade has developed yeah. and is now right on top with with Britt. Uh, I'm forgetting other names. Like you said, the, the establishment of Thunder Rosa. Your favorite, Jamie Hayter. I mean, the list goes on and Chris on. Ty Conti Statlander, is a player Anna now. Jay. Chris Statlander is the, putting on the best matches Penelope of Penelope Ford, the bunny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see... Uh, I'm being long-winded here, so I want to turn over to you for your question, but I would love to see... Hikaru Shida come back and just wreck havoc. I don't know that we need a complete character shift or, or some sort of heel turn, but I just want her to have a program she can sink her, sink her teeth into because I'm, I'm picturing that we get Shida versus Deeb again in 22, which I'm not mad at, but I'm worried that I might become bored yeah. with 
them fighting all the time, even though both are incredible performers. Is she just taking some time off because she's been grinding for a long time without a break? I mean, she basically carried the women's division for a year. Um, I and she she deserves a break. And this this program with Deeb has been so good, Tyler. It's been some of it's it's some of the me. best work I've seen. I just uh, who am I kidding? I could take ten more of their matches. Scratch what I said before. Give me all the D versus Sheeta matches. I, you know what? Me, me too. That's why I was disappointed <laughs> that it was already over when I came out of the bathroom. Yeah. Um, doesn't say a lot that I got up and went to the bathroom during the start of their match. In, in fairness, I, I got up during commercial break, and I didn't know when it was going to start. Um, I didn't want to make it sound like I was like, ah, they're on. I'm going to go take a leak. It's not what was happening there. We, yeah, we left on the attitude area. Tyler, I have a, I have a question for you. I'm ready. Is it better to vacate a title, have an interim champion, or do nothing at all when there is either an injury that is not a long-lasting injury, somebody gets COVID and can't title defend, or something else? What do you think? Wow. And you're referencing the TNT I am. situation. Yes. <laughs> Brad, you, you always bring the heat with these. Um, you know, I don't hate what they're doing. Uh, with the TNT belt, is it strange that Cody's already going to be back this week, and and they've established Sammy as the interim champion? Yeah, that feels a little a little weird, but I have faith that they're going to do something with this. One would surmise that it's going to be Sammy versus Cody. What part two or part three? Now for the to see who the real TNT champ is. I, I think we'll get something from it. I would say yes for an interim champion. If we knew the champion was off for an extended period, if the champion is gone for two weeks because of the rumors, maybe COVID or or other, I don't know if we confirmed that Cody had COVID, but um, the interim deal, considering Cody has not been gone for that long, does seem strange to me. And I don't know that I would book it that same way, but I will tell you, whatever they're going to do from here, I think it's going to be good. And very simply, if we get Cody versus Sammy again, with some more layers or, or something intriguing to finish the match, sign me up. I just think the belt is going to end up on Scorpio Sky sooner than later. I think. What do you think, though? I'm, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of vacating it. Yeah. Um, unless the, unless somebody blows out their knee. Unless right. And they're going to be out right. for six months or a year or whatever. Um, you know that's true. And then we usually get uh, some really dope tournaments. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like. Yeah. What happened with what um, Stone Cold when he won the Intercontinental title from Owen, and then it was immediately stripped from him because he got his spine crushed by by Owen. Almost died. Right? Um, yeah, and it's the injury that ultimately ended his career early. Um, I think, I think at circumstances like that, you got to do that for the for the company for the belt. But if it's like I'm going to be out for a couple of weeks, if I'm Britt Baker, I just won the belt and I broke my wrist. I mean, right. you, you work around it. Great, great callback. Um, I almost forgot that happened, but I, I just remembered Britt really hasn't defended her title very often. Like it's very infrequently. I don't see her in the ring very often. Um, in a solo match, she's been doing a lot of tag stuff, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Make that match matter more. Make that build matter more. With the title, I love the interim title, Tyler. It's different. It creates intrigue. It makes sense. I, I, I thought you were gonna have a different answer here. Okay. No, I love I, it. I feel I feel I feel validated, right? I, I don't I don't know that this was the time to do it because he had COVID. I'm just gonna say it. He had COVID. He wasn't medically cleared and he's out for two weeks. Dude had COVID. Probably badly. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Nick Nick I believe did didn't didn't he was fumbling my words. Didn't he tweet or wasn't he quoted on an interview as saying, Hey everyone, get your shots. This is not a joke. Yeah. You have to be safe out there. Yeah. There were, if you read between the lines, right? Dude had COVID, right? Nick and Matt, um, I don't remember which one came out and said it, but the Bucks came out and said, "Like, I just got done kicking COVID's ass after only three days," and I was like, "Yeah, you lucky bastard." Where um, <laughs> you're wheezing, day seven, f- f- future program between you and one of the Bucks. Give it, <laughs> give it to us at double or nothing. The the main event. Needs to be 
Rosa versus Britt. But the opener, Brad Winchester <laughs> the <buy-in>. versus... <laughs> the, or the buy-in. Brad Winchester versus Nick or Matt Jackson. Give it to us. I'm there. Well, I'm just going to get super kicked out of my shoes and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I think it, it's probably COVID. I They didn't need to do the interim title. I don't know this for a fact. My guess is that was Cody's call because it's different. And or maybe it was Tony, I don't know. But now we get a round two. And uh nobody's gonna be sad about that. Right. And and I don't know, you know, I was gonna say, did Battle of the Belts need that match? But that was the opener. Sammy versus Dustin. And if if the creation of an interim title led to us getting Sammy versus Dustin, which a classic match is, now. Probably my favorite match of 22 so far, even though we're, we're still freshly in the new That year. match was incredible. Give me an interim title. Yeah. Then. That match was awesome. And and to have one of your four pillars win the first match on the debut of this, this concept of a show, why not? Why not? I just, a 52-year-old doing a Canadian destroyer off the apron through a table. So I just, I don't know. Um I have I have one second question for you. <laughs> have you seen Killer Cross's tweets? Because he has hair and I'm unsettled. I was just looking at his Twitter yesterday. <laughs> I've seen all the tweets. Yeah, he's facing Jacob Fatu <coughs> in February. Yes. I think that's yeah. I think that's his first match and Scarlet is advertised, or she's on the poster yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes, dude has hair. I listened to his interview with Renee Paquette on her podcast. Yeah, man. I <laughs> I know your question was, he has hair. Fair or unfair? Uh, fair. Yeah. No, he, no. I dude, just like, dude. Uh, not, not fair or unfair. Just, uh, were what, you, uns- were you unsettled by it? Because I, I saw unsettled? it and I went. Because I just saw yeah. far less of his forehead. It freaked yes. me out a little bit. It looked like a piece. Right, right, right. Right. Um, it, it was definitely unsettling at first. Uh, it, it gives me... Sort of Randy Orton vibes, like early young, Randy, young Randy Orton. Orton. Exactly what I was thinking. I don't know if that's more akin to the tattoos or, or what, but yeah, it's it's a little unsettling. Um, you know, I just have that. I just have such a vivid, vivid, excuse me, picture of NXT Cross yeah. in my head, and I mean even Impact when he was Killer Cross and then NXT Carrion Cross. That seeing him with hair, it sort of knocks you back, doesn't it? Jet black hair, thick. <laughs> Yes, luscious, jet very black much hair. so. And I was like, "What yeah. is, what is, what is happening here?" Dude looks yoked, looks ready to go. Yes, yeah, dude is staying in the gym. I, I don't know that you and I have fantasy booked him to sign with AEW. No, I'm good. But you talk, yeah, you talk about someone who's going to be a great follow <coughs> for this year to see where he goes and and what he does because I don't think he's going to have the the typical path of okay, we want this dude to be all elite. Give us, give us the graphic on Twitter and we're happy. Yeah. We want to see this dude work, work a lot of places and, and see how he rebounds Agreed. from, you know, he was NXT champion. So he had, he had a great run there and then a really forgettable run on Raw. But it's not like this huh. dude Memorable for on NXT reasons. TV. Yeah, it's not like this dude was was sort of, we were saying, man, we want to see more Karrion Cross in NXT. Why isn't this guy getting pushed? The dude was wrecking havoc yeah. on the whole roster. I don't know if you remember, Brad, but... I'm sure you do. Uh, NXT in your house, one of our favorite pay-per-view concepts, or excuse me, premium live event concepts. <laughs> he was in a, do you remember that five-way match? He defended the belt yeah. against Gargano, Dunn, yeah. O'Reilly. Legitimized his I belt. Wanna, he was a murderer's I want to say Champa <clears throat> or Balor, and Cross mm. defended his belt. Yeah. Wrecked havoc. He killed people, and yet, and yet, we don't want to see this dude go directly to AEW. I, I'm intrigued, hair or no hair. I am really eager to see what this dude does in the New York. I think he's got to be motivated. I agree because uh, they booked him so poorly that they made this unstoppable murder monster go up, lose to a winless Jeff Hardy in an incredibly short match, and that's it. No ring music, no entrance, no Scarlet, just cross in the ring. Jeff Hardy comes out to his old theme music, rolls him up, pins the champ, walks away. He goes back to NXT, flip-flops for a while. It's so stupid. All of it was so stupid. That dude is, I think he'll, I think he'll be great at impact. 
Um, I think he'd be great in New Japan. He's kind of what they look for in like a really big dude to be uh, a heel monster. Um, but I could see him doing stuff with GCW, MLW, NWA. Uh, I'd kind of love to see him, like you said, do kind of a Matt Cardona float thing where you're just sort of in all of these promotions all the time. I think that would rule. You talk about GCW. They're on fire right now, Brad. They might be the promotion right now. My my, my question for you, hopefully Jess isn't listening. <laughs> have you have you pre-ordered GCW Hammerstein Ballroom? I, yes or no? I have not, but it's happening. <laughs> I'm going to use that, that 19 media money. Sh- shout out to Jabari. Shout out to Warren. Shout out to Mo. Okay. That 19 media money, it's it's plentiful. <laughs> yes, it's it is plenty for this pay-per-view. <laughs> you are correct. I, I, I foresee in the new year some more GCW talk. I'm excited. Um Brad, okay, I have I have one more question sure. for you. I know we're trying to maybe go an hour and then uh our, our listeners. We always try to go an hour, Tyler. We try to. We were we were brainstorming, we were thinking, okay, this this uh this pod, maybe a twenty five minute, <laughs> thirty minute special. Tops. Yeah. And uh, yet here we are talking about uh, what what and who we love. So my final question for you. This is sort of very maybe niche, but I am stoked for it. Uh, this week on AEW TV, we saw a vignette for Pack. Yes. Blinded Pack, with with the terror card alluding to uh, I'm I I may not have my my vision but I see more clearly now than ever. Mm-hmm. Brad, if I might borrow one of your experiences, I had to get up off the couch just just out of sheer euphoria. Let, let's go. I can't wait. Give me pack on TV. I need to know, Brad. And I'm not just going to leave an open-ended, how do you want to book him? Because I already asked that. Uh, for pack. Do you foresee him joining Malachi, the the uh, new Brody King who debuted this past week, Brody King and possibly Julia Hart and and being the newest member of House of Black, or do you see Pack being this vigilante uh, ass kicker upon his return? It's a great question. I the the latter. I see him being a vigilante ass really? kicker. Here's why. Here's why. Um, I think he fits perfectly with House of Black. I also think that's not yes. what they're going to do. Um, I, right. I just don't. Uh, they're going to get somebody more like them. That's going to be <coughs> somebody they can build, Julia. Um, or it's going to be somebody that already exists. Maybe like a Wyndham. Um, I don't think any of those. But I don't think Pac. Here's Here's why. He had the wrap around his face. He's blind. Do you remember the tarot card? No. Justice. Blind justice. The the eyes were X'd out on the tarot card, and he was justice. I could see him showing out and just going, you cheated last week, and now I'm going to beat your ass. Get in the ring. Just doing stuff (laughs) like, I don't like you. You have to pay for what you've done, and then just killing people for the name of justice. Like a... I don't even know what to call him. Um, it, it feels like that's what they could do with him because he's always been shades of gray. Have him be shades of gray, perfect sure. shades of gray, justice and balance. And I think that. And could so you don't even you don't even see him pairing up with Death Triangle. No, he doesn't need the Lucha Lucha <clears throat> Brothers at this point. No, well, they don't need him. I think there's really what it is. Pack was established. Lucha Bros were established in other places, but not to an American audience. And um, did they? I don't know if they establish a trios title, I, I guess all things will change, but um, yeah, I, I think I, I see him coming back as like this. I'm just going to start taking my frustration out on everybody type um, kind of like what Miro did, but not like divine justice, just justice. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, a nuance that I really dig about pack and AEW is, the fact that we've never seen this dude in normal human clothes. Yes. He is always in the gear. He is, he is, he is committed to the gimmick. Uh, he is always in his gear. Have you ever seen him in some pants? No, and I'm kind of, oh, I'm what, kind of what, glad. What, what is a, look at the man. He's at what Adonis. What does a pack t-shirt look like? That dude, yes. that dude 
is so damn shredded. I'd be walking around in my gear all the time too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting mail, just like sweeping the yard. Like, yeah, just coming out in ring gear, walking the dog. I, I didn't I didn't mean to talk over you. Uh what what is a pack t shirt even look like? Does one exist? I don't know. It's just abs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, absolute Adonis. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys, shred it. What do you what do you think? Yeah. About what they're I'm gonna doing? I'm gonna go with what you said, Brad. Um I, I love everything you mentioned. What is my prediction? I'm really torn on this one. I'm really as close to 50-50 as one can be. I'm going to say he's the vigilante. You you talked me into it. I was leaning. He joins House of Black, but I don't know that I want that. I think what we have currently with uh, Brody King, again, having debuted this past week and just being a great fit with, with Malachi, as we know, and then all signs point to Julia Hart joining on. I think you need to establish Brody King yeah, first. Right, before, I agree. Totally agree. Personally. Yep. Before Pac comes on, he, yep. he's an awesome independent wrestler, but this is his first time on many of our screens. So I think we need to get to know him and establish him. And I think Malachi and Brody are instant tag team contenders. Tell me you wouldn't want to see those two versus Jurassic Express. That'd be amazing. I mean, sign me up. Like that yeah, cannibal, cannibal sent on into the corner. Right. On to Bro, Bro, Brody King versus <clears throat> Luchasaurus as a face off. Come on now. I, I'm still curious to find out where, where Marco is, but. Um, yeah, me too. Dude sounds like he's doing like a singing competition. Yeah. Isn't he applying for the voice? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. He'll right. win. Dude's incredible. I don't know if you've heard him sing. Um, I don't think I have. He Has he sung on BTE? Yeah. Uh, or oh. on Twitter. I don't, I don't know which one. Okay. But he was in the I'm hallway singing. singing and I was like, this dude is going to be a star and not in wrestling. Like I, really? yeah, absolutely. He's got pipes. Absolutely floored. Yeah. No. Way. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll have a review of the voice once he's on. Um, <laughs> final, final question for you, which is funny that we're just do We got to three. Um, where does Danhausen end up and what role will he have where he ends up? Well, outside of A&W, who currently employs Dan Housen, (laughs) which I think is just the funniest thing. The obvious choice has to be AEW, right? I think he would be the the classic character in AEW. We don't need to see him work every week. I don't even know that he's in title contention, maybe ever. Ever. But ever. But always hovering around it. Yes. Yes. I mean, we and I think we've seen that AEW can do that right the obvious to me the obvious comparison would be orange cassidy totally different characters but orange cassidy being this very unique have we ever seen someone quite like this before how do you utilize him in a way that makes sense he's not just a, a joke they've done that with oc dude moves merchandise dude is a hell of a wrestler and he was just in a three-way title match last year on a pay-per-view heavyweight title match yep. that was one of my favorite matches of the year um, AEW would, would be my for sure go-to answer, Brad, but I'm going to tell you, your friends are going to call me a mark for this. Couldn't you see Dan Housen on NXT 2.0? Absolutely. Does that, does that make too much sense? Yeah. I, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2.0 just to be controversial. Ugh. I think he would excel there. <laughs> you don't like that. I think he would excel there would. and then people would see it, move him to the main roster, ruin him forever. And then have him sit at home until he asks for his release. That's what I think would happen. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he seems savvy. I mean, the dude is so business savvy. You would think he's savvy enough where he could foresee, okay, maybe in the wacky world of 2.0, this works, but how, how in the world is this going to look on raw or smack? I don't think he'll ever. Am am I, am I just in the 24 seven division, which could be kind of cool. I would love that, but but um, I don't think it'll ever happen because of his popularity outside of wrestling. Okay. um, With his, his pod. Well, it's not really a podcast. He does Patreon things. Um, The, all the merch he kind of has either commissioned where he makes himself. Um, The ideas float out there pretty quickly. He has all these relationships with other wrestlers. Now he has a relationship with CM Punk. Um, Right. Billy Gunn really wants to team with him. 
Um, Good call. Yes, it's AEW. It's, well, it's AEW answer. for sure. I I think. Yeah. Um, only because of all of the other, he can have a Twitch. He can have a Patreon. He can do this. He can do that. Mm. None of the money needs to go to WWE or through WWE. He just owns all of his own content. He controls his own destiny. As you were speaking, I was thinking of Vince McMahon seeing Danhausen. There is no, no way. <laughs> pun intended. There is no chance in hell that Vince McMahon would like imagine Vince McMahon turning on a Danhausen video or match. What what would he even say? Uh, what the hell is this, pal? Uh, it's just drizzling, <laughs> drizzling shits. Spot on. And and with with Vince now reportedly, I guess, overseeing 2.0 or his people. Uh, Bruce and such overseeing 2.0. I, yeah, AEW is the answer. You talked me into it, man. You're very persuasive. Every time I hear somebody say Bruce, I, I don't think Bruce. I think brother love. I just I can't not. Big red face. I just. He's a worker. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, Brad, I think we've reached the end of the the episode here, man. I want to leave you with one final question. I know this might be. Kind of an odd question, uh, given that that you're recovering here. But uh, what are you grateful for this week, man? You and I have talked a lot about gratitude. I think as our friendship and as the pod has evolved, you you and I really try to take time to um, express what we're grateful for. So I want to know what 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 are you grateful? It's for a great question, but I'm going to give us a second since Tyler, we have imaging for this. Let's play the music. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now it's time for a little self-reflection. So, think about yourselves. Or something. Tyler, this week, I am so, so grateful for my health. Do I have all of it? No, I do not. Do I have enough of it? Yes, I do. Lots and lots and lots of people have died from this thing. Uh, I know a lot of people that have gotten really cocky with it, myself included. Uh, and, man, I just just take it seriously. I'm just grateful it wasn't worse. I'm grateful my family is okay. I'm grateful my extended family is okay. Um, really, really grateful for my health and for all of the opportunities that have been presented to me as of late uh, for for being creative, for future growth, all of those things. Very, very thankful for them um, and thankful that I get to, to reclaim my life hopefully this week. What are you thankful for? Amazing. Health and opportunity. I got to piggyback off of you. Um, I think I shared with our listeners that I was able to get my booster shot over winter break. I'm probably one of the last people out there to to follow up and actually do it. Uh, my, my second shot was, I think, in March. And, and here I am finally getting that <laughs> yeah. booster. But yeah, man, like you, I mean, knock on wood, I've been okay. And my, my um, you know, loved ones have, have been okay. And I don't think I've even tested positive, right? Which, again, is just such a blessing. But like you, that's something to be appreciative for every day. And then also opportunity. I don't know if it's the sort of watching too much Hallmark Channel heading into the new year or buying too many Hallmark cards, Brad, but I'm, I'm really feeling like 22 is, is our year, is my year to just be happy and explore what being happy means to me. I'm turning, I shared this before, I'm, I'm, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be a mark for myself, but I'm thinking a lot about turning 29 next month again releasing this in january february is is my my birthday month and um man i'm just feeling like this is the year to um just really focus on what i want out of life not be afraid to take chances or calculated risks and um just live every day with with purpose and and with joy so yeah man i'm grateful for you as always i'm grateful for our listeners and episode 16 is in the books amazing Amazing. Made it. Yes, we did. Listeners, thank you so much for your support. As always, we appreciate you. We hope you're loving the content. Of course, if you have any ideas, uh, if you want to see someone as a promo of the week, so on and so forth, 
don't hesitate to reach out to us. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please be safe out there. Gimmick Infringement is a part of 19 Media Group. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find podcasts. Please like, subscribe, comment, review, and share.